Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask him to stop, he'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth. They plead the fifth, and now I'm coming back for more. Ring, ring, really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. I mean, that's, you know, I, I, that's why, like, you know, Tart put me on because, like, you know, and I don't know if it was always benevolent mm-hmm. so much so as it was him just being like, I don't want to do this fucking shit. You know, here's this <laughs> nigga that I know is desperate as hell. Yeah. Here's his phone on. number. Like, you know, like spanks and stuff like oh, that yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. some acting gigs like, I will say, where he was just like, I can't do this, but here's someone I know yeah. who's good enough to do it. I mean, I know he has that, that persona of being, like... He don't give a shit about anything, but he's yeah. done a lot of cool shit. Like, Absolutely, like he's definitely helped me out a lot this year. Oh yeah, he's he's throwing he's throwing he's throwing layups. That job in New York I got, he was one of the people that wrecked oh, me for dope. it. So like you know, like I said, like you know, Tart, he's has, a good guy. Has your episodes of Craig of the Creek come out yet? No, they won't come out for centuries. Like what eight months? Because it's like animation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then like you know, and there's like a whole bunch of other things. We have started the podcast. Oh shit, the podcast has started. You Let's know, go ahead and cut I, all that industry bullshit no, we just talked about. keep it. Let them learn. Let them yeah, learn. Yeah. Guys, welcome to Culture Kings. This is a very, very special episode. I got my main nigga. You have seen me talk to this man on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. In all kinds of ways. We've talked happy <laughs> shit. We've talked angry shit. We've talked sad shit. We've, we've had every kind of conversation you can have the on Twitter. The entire spectrum of emotions we've had yeah. open to our thousands of followers, combined oh, of course. followers. Of course. Combined thousands combined. of followers. I just hit a thousand. You have way more than me. Yeah, I think combined we could be verified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Half of us could be could yeah. say some wild shit and have that special verified inbox. That yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's my main man. You know him from the Earwolf, Cody Ziggler. Boingo, boingo. Is that wow? I wanted to bring. I wanted to. It, so this is the last podcast I'm doing before I fly back home. Yeah, and I just wanted to bring back that energy that you've brought to literally every single podcast I've booked you. It's on. oingo, boingo. Oingo, by the boingo. Way. I'm it's doing oingo. boingo, boingo. That's the energy I'm bringing. Okay, yeah, you're changing it up. Yeah, I switched it up one time for you. So something that is very common at the end. Well, first, let me just before I get to business. How rude yeah. of me? How are you doing, Cody? I am actually so good. Uh, so. I don't know if we ever talked about this, but like I basically for the I've been in LA for like three years, so like mm-hmm. I've only I've been in a position where I could only afford to go home like once a year. Yeah. So this is my like last time going home for like this basically this this will be the last time hopefully that I'll be going home only once for a year. So like mm. next year I'm trying to go back more. Basically, this is the time of the year where I just I stop doing all industry bullshit. Like I don't think about like career stuff. I don't yeah. think about creative stuff. I basically just go back to North Carolina for like usually like three and a half weeks. Yeah. And I'm I'm literally going to go on a flight and like. 12 hours and I'll be back home. So, like, I'm super stoked to, like, see my dog, see yeah. my family, and, like, yeah. just relax in, like, the country for, like, three weeks. You and I are so different in that way. That yeah, is, you I like think you home. and I are very common, mm-hmm. but that is the one thing. Like, you know, whenever you post about you and your mom and your yeah. guys' very loving relationship yeah, yeah. and how she texts you and she's so proud, I always go, fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that you know, shit, bro. This, I, think, <laughs> it's funny, I think this is also a thing in, like, our actual, like, L.A. relationship where, like, I get a lot of my energy from, like, like, my version of self-care is, like, going home and, like, just decompressing and, like, relaxing. And, like, a lot of the day-to-day as a producer is, like, is like all right, um, answering probably upwards of, like, 100 emails a day about very small things. Of being the like dumbest, smallest Jonathan things. Van Ness, can he do this thing? It's like, you let me talk to his three dozen, produ- or his, not three dozen, but his three assistants are, like, Tony and Andrew have a thing going in Portland. Can yeah. this happen? So a lot of it is, like, you are so plugged in. Also, you're getting, like, slacks. And you're getting, like, you know, the bullshit fun text messages that you're doing with your friends. Or like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, you have a tweet that's popping off. Just, like, a lot of information. Absolutely. And a lot of the way that I decompress, that I found the most successful of decompressing is, like, going home, turning off, like, my phone for a little bit, meditating, listening to music. And just sort of, like, I've sort of created curated a space at home that's very comfortable for me. Like, mm-hmm. I have, like, a nice mood lighting. Like, I have, like, a nice, like, sound system set up so I can, like, sort of relax. And, like, mm-hmm. I have my bed set up next to a window so I can, like have like some natural like LA sounds coming in like in in between all this artificiality of like music and video games and shit and like a lot of times like my friends like you would hit me up like hey like you want to come to this party blah 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 and mm-hmm. like I could go but like I know that I would be on a certain part of me would be on for that party absolutely and a sort of part of me would be like I spent like the probably like 10 hours of the day like in some form of like communication mode so and you want to just be alone it's weird like I don't I want to be with my friends but like I also do value like my self care, like I, th- I'm one thing that I am proud of is that like 
I I've struck I think a pretty decent balance in like what I know is good for men- mental health without having gone to a therapist, which is something that I would like to do. Because like if things are good now, like imagine how much better they could be if I was seeing a professional. Hey, listen, I'll tell you, uh, seeing a therapist it sounds like very fun. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun until you sit in that chair and they go, <laughs> "Remember this dark thing that you haven't thought about for twenty I years?" Wanna, I want to I want to go through it just to see what's popping. But no, back to the like no, I don't like being alone. But my like I'm from the south. Like I'm from like a very rural place. So, like a lot of the energy was like everything's very slow. Like when I go home, I don't talk this fast. Yeah. I talk slower. Like I have my accent back, and everything is sort of in like a groove. Like everyone sort of has this energy of like, hey, we're all gonna get there. Yeah. And like that's the energy that I've been able to. I found the most um, successful in like recouping like myself daily for like getting you know, that kind of energy. Yeah. And uh, here's why I'm the exact opposite. I don't have a day job. This is about <laughs> like you know I spend most of my time doing exactly what you're doing. I'm yeah. at home. I'm in my boxers until about 4 p.m. or whenever I have to come in and record Culture Kings. I'm yeah. playing r- video games. Mm-hmm. So then that night, I'm like, nigga, I got to get out of the house. You got that improv show. Yeah, I got an improv. Got to crush like, it for an hour. Exactly. So that yeah. at nighttime, that's when I'm finally going to work. I'm like doing shows and being all social. And then mm-hmm. in the morning, I wake up and I go, fuck. The next thing on my calendar is 7 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I wake up at 6 a.m. every day. I respect that. Also, I think it may be like this is the fourth place I've lived. Like mm-hmm. college. Moved to college, moved yeah. to a city after college, moved to a city for grad school, moved to Atlanta, and then moved here. So like, like I've I've like I think at this point I'm like it has to be like it has to be like a wild ass party or yeah it has to be a group of people that like I've invited really you to some wild ass parties and you haven't come. Say what? I've invited you to some wild ass parties ones? and you haven't come. Well, I can't tell you about them. You, you wasn't can there, it, right? You wasn't there. You All wasn't right. there, so you don't get to know. All right. Well, next I'm time si- I send you that text, there's been some parties where I'm like. Zig will walk out of this party feeling amazing. Like some wild <laughs> shit's going to happen to him here. But then you just go, I don't know. You know what? I'm that... going gonna, gonna to stay home and play God of War for the hundredth time. You know what? First of all, I've only played it once. But second of all, this is my retort to you. You invite me on your podcast that I helped build and you insult me for your audience. <laughs> First of all, I, rebu- I rebuke thee. I say my retort to you, Edgar Mumbles here, is that one, I'm actually, I am going to make an active choice to be better about that absolutely i definitely want to like hang out with people outside of like work type things or like hey let's shoot a thing together like let's like actually build a bond i am doing yeah because i don't want to feel like my the only time i hit you up is for business yeah but also i went to our i was in bed like tuesday night mm-hmm. i was watching the adventures of Tintin, the remake mm-hmm. with uh peter jackson and spielberg mm-hmm. and i got a very vicious series of texts from andrew and tawny from uss racist they're like Hey, we're at this Earwolf holiday party. Where are you at? It's like, you know what? I'm chilling at the crib right now. I'm trying mm-hmm. to do me. And they're like, nigga, get. Oh. Andrew didn't say that. Andrew like, definitely yeah. said that. He's Andrew like, T said, nigga, get your ass over he, here. They're like, yes, this is racist. Yes, this is racist. Like, we're 10 years older than you. Bring your punk ass to the party and turn yeah. up. And I did. And I had fun. So, like, I am trying to do that more next year. I think I'm going to make an active balance of being like, you know what? I'll go out like once or twice, or maybe like three or four times a month. Like, I'll schedule out to be like, all right. I'm going to go out on a Friday or Saturday once a week or whatever. I also think because, and, and again, this is a cliche thing, I'm very sorry, but mm-hmm. I think that, like, it is a business thing, too, where, like, yeah. you go out to these parties, and these people that you meet, you never know. Like, they'll, like, be like, man, that guy was really fun, and they have your email, and then they hit you back up yeah. or something. Like, I've gotten yeah, jobs yeah. and shit off of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, this very podcast comes from, like, yeah. someone that I met in a social setting on yeah. a Hosnia. So, like, I think that, like... There's benefits to going out, but of course you guys always have to recharge yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna be. You're gonna catch me at some parties next in 2019. I, That's you know, a I hope so. I hope so because you're you're a very fun guy, and I think more people should know you. Oh, thanks, man. It makes me sad when I say, "Do you guys know Zig?" And they go, "I don't know." And I'm like, "Y'all should know this nigga because I, he's out here doing." Things. Can I say that I there is a part of me that does enjoy the like being behind the scenes mm-hmm. type dude. Um, yeah, like just it's because you're wanted for murder back in the Carolinas. I yo. First of all, he had it coming. <laughs> Yo, don't come for the king, you best not miss. No, but like, but just, thank you for that wire quote. Thank you. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on like an energy of like nine today because I know I'm going home. I'm very stoic. <laughs> Usually, I'm very, I'm very uh, stoic. But no, I, this is before we get to the bit of the thing of the day. But I will say, like, mm-hmm. just by the virtue of where I've been at for the past couple of words working, and like, I've made a lot of friends that are like, you know, quote unquote famous or well known. So like. If you do like a funny thing or a tweet or whatever, and they retweet it, like your numbers go up. And like, there's nothing I hate more than like, you, you, I'm sure you don't like it as well. It's like you tweet a dumb thought or you have a joke that goes out there 
and p- just randos that you don't know heighten it or they tag on. And they tag on. I yeah. hate that shit so much. And I have no followers, by the way. You know what I don't like? I don't like when people give me advice or yeah. they'll message me. And there is one person out there who I think is been like has been like I'm going to send you a positive thing every day, and yeah. I really do enjoy I like that. that. Yeah. That's only that one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then other people will be like, well, you know, Edgar, uh, if you're like depressed and stuff, I'm like, nigga. I'm fucking on my Instagram. Let me be depressed. I don't need you to come into my Instagram yeah. DMs being like, well, actually. And I'm like, get the actually, fuck out of I here, don't know, bro. I also, I don't know you. I don't know you. I know, in this room, I know you. Yeah. I know producer, engineer, Dan the Man. But if you're just a stranger that like, if Paul F. Tompkins tweets something for me or we're having a bit going back and forth. Don't hop we're in. We're friends. Don't hop we're in. We're coworkers. I don't, don't need hop you in. to hop in. Yeah, don't. Please, yeah. stay out. But again, I love fan interaction. Yo, I love you. Get at me. Uh, I, you know, my numbers need to go up, so my manager will still be my manager next year. So Absolutely. come through. Absolutely. Um, I don't think my manager knows anything about my Twitter. And it's going to make me happier because <laughs> I be shit talking on there. Um, I'm just kidding. Please don't listen to this, Jamie. It's not true. <laughs> um, great. So, end of the year, you yeah. know, journalists uh, decide to phone it in by uh, doing these end of the year lists. You're not phoning it in, of course. No, not at all. Yeah. I'm doing this because I'm working hard. Yeah. But journalists themselves, they phone it in by writing these, like, top ten end of the year lists and stuff like that. Like, it's either, like, the best movies or, like, the yeah. best moments or, you know, sports person of the year, which was an entire basketball team. Because uh, Sports Illustrated was just like, we can't pick one person. Let's pick all of them. <laughs> um, but... I thought it'd be really cool for, you know, you and I are constantly discussing culture. We're constantly yeah. arguing about culture and stuff like that. I thought it'd be cool if we did these end of the year top list. So I've, and I wanted to count them down. Yeah. And what I mean by that is we're going to do top five worst takes, top four vibes, top three things you wish people got into, top two times you knew it was a rap for the Donald, and that your top moment of 2018. So in true Edgar fashion, this. This top five list is actually top 15 between each of us. Absolutely. And, uh, all right. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm very curious to see what we like coalesce on and what we what we on. What yeah. we bash on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's go ahead and get into our top five worst takes before we head for a break. Huh? So these are like takes that you could see on Twitter or on Facebook. For yeah. the way I define, uh, I wrote my list is these are just opinions that I saw in mass. Mm. So it's not one specific person making this take. It's just opinions that I saw in yeah. mass. Gotcha. Okay. So my first one is, actually, this one was a very specific person. Uh, but uh, this one is that the Thank You Next music video was homophobic. I, uh, you know, Did you read is, that article? No, I didn't. Also, I didn't watch the Thank You Next video. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it because my boy Matt Bennett is in it. Shout out to Matt Bennett. Oh, with, uh, oh, oh okay. I think I did. You tweet about that at all? Did no, I didn't. Either? Okay, I did not. I did not tweet about my boy Matt Bennett. Oh, yeah. You know what? But That's he's my boy. There's there. So if you were looking at like you know when you play like a fighting game and they have like the little star of like where people's strengths are. Mm-hmm. Mine of pop culture is very allocated to specific portions of pop culture. I think culture. like what video games? Like oh yeah, video movies. games, comic books, like uh, uh you know. TV like certain t- like I'm not going to give shows. you TV. I'm yeah. not going to give you TV. Why not? Why? Because you haven't Here seen Atlanta. I've seen Atlanta. How, how many episodes have you? seen? I have it? seen. First of all, let me backtrack. Before even Atlanta was Atlanta, your boy out here and your boy, shout out Kyle Drew, read the pilot of Atlanta. I remember. You know what? And then you didn't watch it after that. I watched the pilot. I was like, oh, this is good. Because mm-hmm. the pilot did not read like it was very good. I had notes. I had several notes. And you sent it to him. I just, Yeah, I uh, tracked down Donald. I, we drove to Montreal and we cornered him at, Ma, at, La, at El Chiaga Festival. Like, hey, Donald, yo. What's going on here? That was before I knew Hero was going to be directing. If I knew uh-huh. he was going to, I was like, oh, do what you got to well, do. Well, because from clapping for the wrong reasons, we knew yeah. that this nigga was gifted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have thoughts on that as well. But now that I know but now I know what his thing is. Like, yes. That was the first thing he did. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Oh, this nigga's fake deep. But now, like, oh, this is his This is his this thing. Is a creative this is point aesthetic. Of view. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no. By, so I, I would give you a half a half point for TV. My, all right. All right. But, but like, pop, pop music isn't, like, my thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think it was just, like... It was one of those articles that were like woke for the sense for the uh, sake of woke's sake. Like you got to like, get that article out before your boss is going to like. Oh, your boss is going to be like, "Come on, give me something!" And like, I think it was clearly a clout chasing article. Like it was, yeah. a, it was a big was headline. The thesis? the thesis was that like there were some jokes in there, and there was a character who wore a wig that like they, they were saying it was like transphobic and it was homophobic, mm-hmm. and that Ariana Grande was doing blackface in the video. And I just think it was just like someone was just shooting their shot without any evidence, oh. and like. 
It was based on, it was like a movie parody, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a it was a parody of like those like, you know, teen uh 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 chick flicks. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan's uh, movie. Mean right? Girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think um Legally Blonde was also being made fun of. It's truly the two worst people to be having this conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Two grown-ass black men. Yeah. But yeah, I think Sophie would be correcting me if she was here. Uh, but I just thought like that w- that article represented to me these, these large woke takedowns that are just like mm-hmm. digging at nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sort of at a disadvantage because I haven't seen the video or read the article. But as someone who gets paid in some part to make a show that does take down things and like mm-hmm. we have the woke uh the the woke point of view it's it's so weird it seems like um i don't know what the proper analogy is but like everyone has such a different definition of what like you never know what's going to hit someone absolutely and like i don't i feel like the video is probably pretty safe like i don't like again like it's really hard for me to like have a real take by out saving it the but, worst like, thing about it is that it's bad <laughs> yeah that seems about <laughs> that tracks but yeah, so like, was there like any blowback from this article? It was just like, Every, yeah, everyone trashed a person oh. so bad. Allegations about this person's past came oh, out. Shit, now that's that person's what fired. And like, you know, they like, got fired. Oh, one hundred percent. So like, I think like it was this magazine called The Cut. I think. Oh, oh, but, like, it's like one of those like people's never heard magazine of. magazine that yeah. no one has ever heard of. It was kind yeah. of very similar to what kind of happened with the, the Babe article about Aziz, where like um. it was like this magazine shooting this shot and then everyone just like came for yeah. that article on journalistic standards. Mm-hmm. Then that article for the rest of that magazine for the rest of the week r- released articles bashing that original article. Babe or the one that the one the cut like oh. they like so that they released oh, it wow. and then they had their their writing team be like all right so we have to fire her <laughs> uh, can y'all just trash her real quick and like they, I read like a few articles just like roasting the shit out of this that's article. always I do love when an institution is like you know that was Pat that take was so bad we can just let y'all dunk as much as you want dunk to. on us yeah. because we have no choice I believe it was the cut someone can correct me and tell me if it wasn't the cut uh, uh, so how do you do you want to do you want to do all five of yours or are we gonna ping pong no, back no, no, before? let's go ping pong okay. it, baby this is uh this I'm gonna start off with uh one of my favorite dumb people that think they're actually very smart uh Nick Cannon defending Kevin Hart by bringing up Sarah Silverman Chelsea Handler and Amy Schumer's past homophobic tweets. interesting interesting because I disagree but please go Ooh. for it I, I said this only because one I mean I, I full disclosure uh, I think Amy Schumer's trash, but not of because of her. I mean, not in, in in accordance with her other tweets or whatever. Uh, and also, I've met Sarah Silverman. She's nice to me. So, like, there you have Wait, that. Sarah Silverman's my favorite comedian in the yeah, world. So, I'm biased in that regard. But also, Nick Cannon's just not a smart guy. He's no. an incredibly dumb nigga. And Absolutely. What I what I love about his stupidity so much is that he said he's he he did this very shallow diving, digging. He obviously just went into like Twitter and typed Sarah Silverman and gay or whatever the, mm-hmm. the, th- the number question was. And he's like, oh, we got him. Yeah. 11 a.m. He he was skipping out of the out of the, out of of the the room after he tweeted yeah, he like, took I that turban off, he shit. threw it in yeah. the air. He's like, we got him. <laughs> and just ignores so much. One, like doing, first of all, like bad, other people doing bad things doesn't erase Cancel the bad out. thing no. that happened. And also, no. it ignores, from what my understanding is that like, I think that Sarah Silverman, I can only speak for her, um, she's been pretty vocal the past couple of years about how she doesn't fuck with her old material anymore. Like she like she's very vocal about like this was these were hacky stuff. This wasn't good. I understand sure. how this hurt LGBTQ communities. I understand how like her black, uh, communities. black communities like yeah. I understand that like I've evolved and like there's nothing funny or cute about a white white woman being like, oh, isn't that racist? So my only question to that is why do you give Sarah Silverman points for that, but you don't give Kevin Hart points for doing that exact same thing? Because this isn't the first time those tweets have come out. Oh, this isn't about Kevin Hart. Yeah. This is about Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Yeah, yeah I know. But, like, but I, I also, I don't know much about Kevin Hart. Like, his, uh, his, his thing, what was his, what was his angle that, like. I mean, it was a very him? bad tweet about yeah. him beating his son for being gay. Has he. He's I like, like, and this has happened before. He's been, oh. these have come to light before. What was it? Did he have like a apology? He apologized. I think he apologized once in the Hollywood Reporter. I think he's mm. apologized in other places. So I think that that was where his frustration was coming from. Mm. Again, I am not justifying him. Yeah. I take no dog in this fight. It's crazy. To that me, have, a like, Kevin Hart hosted Oscars would be a nightmare because mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, least favorite comedian, Oscars, one of my favorite live produced things ever. So as a giant Kevin Hart fan apologist, what do you think that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think like, I think. What was interesting to me about the whole Nick Cannon thing was that he was kind of exposing, and I don't think he did this intentionally, but he was kind of exposing this problem with people who are doing this in bad faith. Mm. So Nick Cannon, and for me, 
I, I, I think he was an example of this. I don't think he was necessarily critiquing on it. Mm. Uh, he wasn't calling out Sarah Silverman, Amy Schumer, and uh, Chelsea Handler because he cared about gay rights. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't no. give a shit. Yeah, yeah. But I think th- th- it was the same motivation behind the person who called out Kevin Hart. And I think that that's the conversation that we need to have. Oh yeah, is... that the idea of like someone's getting something they need to get. Like, uh, what was the what was the 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 Latina woman who was on SNL and people dug up her like Melissa Villasenor. Yeah, yeah, they dug yeah. up like her five or six year old tweaks. Yeah, and that's a whole other discussion. Like I, that that to me is very is. Like I, I understand. Like I would want to know that someone has said a thing. If I'm going to hire them from a power position where they're going to sure. be in front, of, like they're going to be like a face of a, a show or whatever. Of course. But there is something that it's weird where like you don't know where the, it's virtue signaling or where they're weaponizing morality. Sort of like Absolutely. they did with uh, James Gunn. James Gunn was like, mm-hmm. like Mike Mike Cervinovich or whatever doesn't give a shit about not at all giving a shit about any of that stuff. No, he doesn't give a shit about pedoph- pedophilia at all. He yeah. was laughing when after he like got he's like haha I got everyone. Like, yeah. So, so I, I think that's the part of it that I mm-hmm. thought was most interesting. Yeah, that I I I could see that. I also uh, still stand by Nick Cannon being. One of my favorite dumb people that think there's one hundred. I mean, we already saw it with his whole uh, R. Kelly and Roman Polanski oh. take that he followed up. He's like, "Damn, I fixed this Sarah Silverman shit. Got it. Let me go for my Roman favorite, Polanski." I love the idea of him. Like, he's like, he's in this trailer. He's like, called it one p.m. L.A. time. I got him. <laughs> we did it. All right. So my second trash take is uh, uh, that I really hated was Pete Davidson is trash. Uh, that is one that I saw on Twitter a lot up with- that I can't, whatever the fuck it was. I mean, about the joke uh, with that vet about, uh, Vet's gonna, white man in America is going to be okay. Yeah. He's missing uh, nine. He's going to be all right. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, he's in, he's a congressman, is he not? Yeah, he's going to be he's all gonna right. He's going to be fucking fine. He's going to got, he's, some lobbyist going to write him a nice old check to compromise his morals. He'll be okay. <laughs> so I think like this whole idea of like people like coming in his mansion, telling him to kill himself, all of that, it, oh, wow. it really fucking disgusted me because he's been so open about the fact that he suffers from uh, borderline personality disorder. And for people to just use that and weaponize it. And then I saw some people justifying it being like, well, if he hates people going in his mansions and saying, kill yourself, maybe he should have made jokes about the Manchester shooting. And I'm like, how do you cross those two things? What, uh, what, so what, was there a specific catalyst for I mean, for it's a this? bunch of things. I think people don't like his overall demeanor because mm-hmm. he has this, like, I don't give a fuck demeanor, I which know very, maybe that's why I'm very defensive of him. Yeah, I, uh, I, I know very little about his personal life outside of he's on SNL, his mm-hmm. father died 9-11, and then he dated... Arian, or he's engaged and to. that was like the big thing, which is like I think you know from a a a, per, a, a point of view of someone who knows that they're suffering things, suffering from things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like Pete, why'd you put yourself in that situation? <laughs> Do you not understand this woman's rabid fan base? That's this a- woman's fan base is so they this woman's fan base goes crazier than I think the Beehive. Yeah, they're, personally, it, that's a uh, I mean that's a whole beehive. other discussion, like just the idea of fandom and how toxic. I'd say ninety percent of any fandom is absolutely. Uh, that is weird. My, I have like I've never had any take on Pete Davidson. Like, oh, he's a white guy. I'm assuming he's some barometer of fun. He's a stand-up, right? That's, yeah, he's sure he's a funny guy. I think he dresses like a six-year-old child. Like that's the only real take that I have. But I also read an article and I watched a video where like he never had money to afford like clothes that he could dress up like, and like mm-hmm. that's him like expressing himself. So I'm like, okay. Like at the end of the day, my take is always like. This guy is not really affecting me in any way, shape, or form. He's kind of annoying to look at, clothes-wise, but like, mm-hmm. do I really give a shit about Pete no, Davidson? No, and, is that worth going in his mentions and telling him to kill himself? What, has he had like any type of response to this? Or has he been like any? He's responded and he's being like, "I'm not going to stop it. Like, you're only <laughs> making me stronger." Uh, <laughs> I like that energy. But like, I, 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 it, it truly was something that boggled me to see. And then it's the same people. And what really bothered me, it's the same kind of people who are just like, man, we don't talk about mental health enough. That's why there's like school shootings and like and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And we don't let men be soft. And I'm like, there, here's your chance. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's right in front of you. Let this nigga be a wet blanket. Yeah, <laughs> let him. that's why I have a nice little mute list on Twitter of like certain words and phrases mm-hmm. that I go back and forth with. Always uh, Ariana Grande, like any type of like pop figure that just happens to be in like the zeitgeist for that mm-hmm. month or whatever. I'm just muting it because I don't want to read your takes. Like, yeah. uh, like Oscars muted after the first thing. Like, I don't wow. want to see who you're. I don't want to see who Disagree. you're. I don't want to see who you're vetting or who you're pitching. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see someone with like they're always pitching like these random people. Like, hey, this person appeared. This person that was a supporting character in this movie should host the Oscars. Like, 
they're, realistically, they're not going to give this person the shot. No, absolutely not. They have no following. Absolutely not. And I don't want to see Aquafina host the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see Aquafina doing whatever she does in the Oscars. It's my favorite thing in the world, guys. Okay, I'm allowed to have an opinion on it. I fucking love it. You don't love it. You only watch it once every five years. I've watched it every single fucking year for the last ten years. I uh, I and this is my hot take. Before I can see producer Dan squirming because we got to go to break. So no, uh, I don't see producer Dan squirming. It was just stretching. Um, <laughs> I I'll say like. I also my this is a hot take that I got. I don't care about award shows. Yeah, well, that's not that, a hot well, take. It's I I do want to know. Take. I I want to first of all, don't insult me on the show that helped build. Second of all, <laughs> can, genuinely, like what 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 do you enjoy about award shows? Not like a, I'm not going to dunk on you. Like I want to try to start. It's anything. sports for me. Sports it's sports. For you? I like going in. I the feeling that I had. So this is when I fell in love with award shows, and Hit of me. course it it goes with me being right. Mm-hmm. But I uh, <laughs> my I had a roommate in college who was an older kid in my major, mm-hmm. and he was very much so, like, Avatar is going to be, like, we were arguing about Avatar versus <laughs> The Hurt Locker. <laughs> and he kept being like, is The Hurt Locker going to be a movie that people remember in 10 years? Or will Avatar be? And, like, he kept yelling at him. I'm like, dude, Hurt Locker is a better movie. It's going to win. Now, on top of that, Catherine Bigelow, a lot of people don't know this, is James yeah. Cameron's ex-wife. ex-wife. Yeah. She was sitting behind the nigga at the Oscars. Yeah. Okay. So when she won Best Director over that nigga and walked by that nigga <laughs> with his new boo being like, oh, my fault. I'm going to get this fucking statue. Being the first woman to ever win Best Director. I felt that shit, my nigga. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then her thing won Best Picture and seeing fucking Anthony Mackie and Jeremy Renner fucking like jumping up and down being like, holy fucking shit, we just beat Avatar was one of my favorite moments because I remember my roommate was sitting right there. I turned to that nigga and I went, fucking told you, bitch. It's like hella loud, bro. And I was so fucking happy. And having those moments like the Moonlight moment mm. when he fucking that flipped that card funny. over and was just like, Moonlight won. <laughs> and then my roommate Ian, who is my fellow Oscar guy, shout yeah. out to my roommate Ian. Very, very dope dude at Cinerama Dome on Twitter. Um, we always talk Oscar shit and all this stuff. He was sitting there in complete silence because mm. this nigga was La La Land Central, bro. Like yeah. He was like he was fighting for, for La La Land. I mean, he, him and I constantly argue about... Yeah. Um, What's that nigga who directs those movies? Oh, Damien Chazelle. Yeah, yeah, we always argue. I love Damien Chazelle, but we always argue about like because I'm always just like that privileged ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he takes offense to it because he went to USC too. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I remember like when La La Land won. Me and my friend Alejandro was like, "Well, damn!" Hmm. And then they fucking flipped that card, and this nigga Ian did not talk for <laughs> ten minutes, bro. He just said he just stayed silent, looking at the TV with his mouth just open, just like, oh. <laughs> because it was just like those are the moments like you know what yeah. I'm saying like those are the same to me as winning championships and stuff like that gotcha so that's the magic that I love of it I respect it I think I'm more of a highlights guy sure like it's, I've set I set through I think the Oscars in like 2000 well when did when did uh, Django come out Man, that was a, that's a while ago bro I think that's the one that I no Hateful Eight I set through that one. Oh, that's not a good one to sit through um, and I said to that Oscars, I was like, this is long. Yeah, this they're long. Thing. They're yeah. long. They're long. So hit me those highlights. You know, send me those speeches. I got you. Hey. Like whenever there's some fun moments like that whole uh, the moonlighting thing, that's still a thousand year chef kiss. But like it's hard for me to sit through the the whole like I get it. A, to, a to B. But then you miss, nuts, you miss those great moments, man, when they come out of nowhere and they surprise you. You know what I'm saying? You got to like it's in the moment. It's great. But I understand. Yeah. I understand. What's your next take, Cody? Uh, you know what? This is uh, this is another, this is another take. Uh. Uh, George H. W. Bush deserved respect and death, which oh I think anyone in our circles. Oh like, boy, he is a bad guy. He does not deserve he was any. A bad guy. Of course, he was a bad guy. There's uh, the. I, I think it comes with. Uh, how do they say it? Uh, so, um, I w- I was doing the show that I was doing. We had on um, Katie Couric, and she had this really cool quote that she was like, "People from our generation, me like you, me, Dan, they're like we view history from." The point of view of the oppressed, where like people from her generation view it from the point of view of the of the oppressor. So that's like a lot of people that you know from that generation that are older. They they sort of like saw like H. W. Bush is like well, you know he was a president. He did some very problematic bad things. Some would say war crimes. I think a lot of people would say war crimes, but yeah. because he held this title of the president and he served in World War, well, he's fervent. He was in the military. We should I lionize him and like we shouldn't speak ill of the dead. Basically. Where like a lot of people that are people of color that were directly affected by this, a lot of people the LGBTQ that were affected by the AIDS uh, mm-hmm. outbreak and HIV academic were like, 
nah, fuck this nigga. Like, he's trash. Like, yeah. he's resulted in the deaths of literally hundreds of millions or tens of thousands of Americans on his own soil. Yeah. Like, even more overseas by instigating, uh, like, war. War. Uh, mm-hmm. With Iraq and all that stuff. And, and destabilizing like, governments and de- all that yeah. stuff. Destabilizing governments, kicking off the whole uh, war on drugs. Like, the that, that kid that uh, they bought crack in front of the White House and they yeah. sent him to jail for fucking 10 years or eight yeah. years or whatever. And uh, the sort of clash were also, like, People our age have social media now, so like we can very openly dunk on shitty people that have Absolutely. a very hard history of being shitty to people. Absolutely. Um, can I ask you this though? It hit me just just because you know this is my podcast and I get to play devil's advocate. Oh, I can't. Uh, are wait. you ready for your kids or your grandkids to look at you and talk about Barryell as a trash nigga? Yeah, people do that now. Uh, yeah, but I I think that like I think that's what she's trying to say. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. where like for us. Barack Obama being the first black president means so much more to us than the fact that this nigga was the drone master. Yeah, the drone. Yeah, the drone king. That he was the port, the deportation master. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like this man mm-hmm. was just like, yo, get all these niggas out of here. Yeah, and ain't nobody gonna know because I'm gonna sing <laughs> "Sweet Caroline" in front of everybody, yeah. and they're gonna love me again. Like, I'm gonna you know cross I mean? nigga up on front of TV. Yeah, and everyone's gonna forget that I'm fucking droning American citizens. Yeah, no, uh, I think you should. I think this. Should, I think. I mm-hmm. think that people. I think that the idea of like now that we're sort of the the curious of what history is going to be, I think you earn a service to your descendants that to paint people in a complete three dimensionality. Of course, like like you said, like the drone strikes. He was at the, up up until current situation. Like he had the highest number of deportations in I think the American president's That's history. That's why they call him deportator in chief. Yeah, I like I I have no problem with that. So I'm on that. Mm-hmm. Got you, nigga. You ain't gonna get me. I mean, look, you ain't talking to your grandkids yet, but they're gonna come for you and be like, hey, what's this Obama shirt you got in your closet? <laughs> and I can't wait for you to explain that to them, Zig. I will say Obama did have top five. It's probably the only president that has like some dope swag as what it calls it comes oh, like merch. Oh, I mean, look, his merch is dope. Yeah. I mean, to hook up with the obey nigga, that's some dope <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> all right, nine number. <laughs> My this episode's going to be three hours long. Yeah, it's going to be very long. It's going to be a little long, but uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. All right. Our producer, Dan, has decided to let Sophie possess his body and has informed us that we might be running a little bit too long on time. So we're going to kind of push through these beats. I, uh, but... um. <laughs> Yeah, I think you do, you, we do rapid fire until we get to, like, the top threes, and then I think we could start. Yeah, all right, so then that. here's my last three takes from the worst takes thing, and, mm-hmm. and I think this fits because they're not as big topics, but I remember when black Twitter had that whole, uh, I can't wait till it's winter so I can start dressing. Yeah, Remember that when yeah. I was all over black? Shut the fuck up. Winter clothes are ugly. They are not great, <laughs> okay? <laughs> if you want to dress... Come what? fuck with summer, my nigga. Uh, Come fuck with summer. That's when niggas be dressing. You know what? Uh, I, first of all, I think there are two genders. It's summer and winter. And I will say that, like, you got, it's about, it's about, uh, that was a bit, no, other gender is a construct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get that out there. I don't want anyone in my mentions. No, <laughs> oh, I, no, your mentions are full, my nigga. <laughs> no, no, I think uh, it's it's about balance, baby. It's like, yeah. in the summer, for me personally, I'm a pastel boy. Mm-hmm. I, I have shorts on right now. You can see a lot of thigh. A lot of thigh. But when I go home in the winter, I'm breaking out peat coats. Ooh. I'm break. You don't like. I get it. They're cool. They're all right. But I don't think that they're better than summer clothes. Okay. I don't think it's better. I think. Show me that, them tats. Show me that skin, <laughs> baby. I think I, I. This is something that I. I think I read it a long time ago. Or maybe watched a video. When I say I read, that means I watch probably watch a YouTube video. But I, there's this. There's there is this study that sort of tied the idea of like being cold to like nostalgia like that's mm-hmm. a thing that's why a lot of people do enjoy winter for me it's personally true like when, I, when i'm cold i think of being back home on the east coast uh there's just i don't know there's something dope about like wearing a nice thick coat like some cool like slick joggers and some like boots mm-hmm. i'm a boot boy there's not well i can wear boots out here but like it's not a thing that no it's, not, could, a, like, it's not a big time thing. do yeah. yeah that's fair that's fair uh megan markle isn't black that was a very popular one especially around the royal from, wedding time oh, from like yeah, That's you know, true. you know, people just yeah. being dumb as hell. Uh, and then, of course, this one we're not going to talk about at all, which is why I'm okay to rapid fire it. Which is that the Houston Rockets are the anti Warriors. What does that mean to you? You know what I've been doing. I mean, I think the postseason. A lot of people are thinking about uh, how their scores are looking up with those coaches, those head to head. I got no take. You what the <laughs> yeah. hell are you saying? <laughs> I don't watch sports. We're in the middle of the season. You're was, like, you know, in the postseason. I was, was going to get sanded, <laughs> but I got nothing. 
<laughs> I don't know shit about sports. Well, those are my those are the rest of my top five worst takes of 2018. What okay. you got? What are your last three? Zay? I got uh, you know anytime Trump does anything remotely uh, that shows the basic signs of human decency, being like you know what I think Trump is finally becoming presidential. Where are you getting your news from? I feel like y- y- your news is like old people just sending you articles. For I, 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 a large part of my week is dedicated to listening to, to voicemails about whether or not things are racist. <laughs> so a lot of it comes from that. There are also tweets where in like. You know, you see a tweet, you see the dunk, but then you see what the dunk was on. Yeah, it's that's a lot of my timeline too. I feel like, that. Someone be like, he just he just didn't say anything. That's yeah. why he was good. Yeah, uh, a real cold take. Trump was bad. Uh, <laughs> Epic Games not pay shouldn't. Some people saying the Epic Game Epic Games shouldn't pay artists for those that, those dances. Yeah, no, they one hundred percent should. Yeah, and I'll tell you should. why they should is because someone got the biggest laugh I've ever seen doing it on Herald Night last night. Or they who was it? They just a white woman just did that dance and everyone's like. Wah! And I was like, "Come, pay them niggas. Give, give, <laughs> pay them niggas." Because now you got white woman doing them to end. Really <laughs> rocking, yeah, really rocking that. She was like, "I was like, come on, that's not right." <laughs> and my final one, we already brought it up, brought it up, but uh, Nick Cannon appearing again, saying that if we're going to judge R. Kelly, we have to judge Roman Polanski. You coming for Nick Cannon on this list? I, I, I think because he popped up twice in the last week of really, really dumb takes. That Let this nigga have it, bro. He's got. He's done no research. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's crazy that a guy that has been in the industry for so long doesn't know that Roman Polanski has been excommunicated from the industry. He can't even come into this country. Yeah, Yeah. like, come on. So so the next list is top four vibes. This is what I felt like were the top four things that people were vibing on. I'm very happy that they were vibing on it. I did it from things that I was personally vibing on. I mean, I also personally vibed on these things. Okay, okay, gotcha. Number one is eating ass. Uh, I think that's the vibe. vibe. That's the eternal vibe. That's the eternal vibe. It's going to be on my list every year. (laughs) Cody, we're going to do this episode every year, and this is always going to be on my list. I'll come back. Uh, Number two is voting. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the vibe. I think people came to rock to vote. Yeah, they they were like, P. Diddy did it. Shit got this bad in two years. Yeah. We got to do something. We got to do something. So, you know what? Shout out to black woman. Shout out to black women for doing their thing, but also shout out, and I know some people got mad when this was mentioned before, but shout out to suburban white women for <laughs> taking a chance. Realizing that if the ship goes down, you got to swim too. You got to swim too, bro. Hey, them white men ain't looking out for you. <laughs> Go watch Black Klansmen. Um, number three, sad black men. They were the vibes. <laughs> yeah, sad boy Edgar drops this year. Yeah, really... but that, there was more sad niggas. I mean, you got Donald Glover on mm-hmm. Atlanta. You got Earl dropping his album. Yeah. Frank with those random sad Oof. ass singles. Did what, did biking drop this year? Or was that last? No, year? that was last That's year. Thought, that yeah. was last year. But he did like you know he did the uh, moon. Is that Moon River cover? Oh and all that. yeah. Like, you know, he had some sad shit. He did that. Yeah, yeah. There's some sad black men this yeah. year, uh, and I, I thought that was a pretty dope vibe. Is that your last one? Uh, and then journalist. Oh yeah, I think journalists did some dope shit this I year. I feel like this, you know what? Uh, maybe it's because it's just, just in the era that we're in. But I feel like this is the first time that I've actually actively paid attention to be like, oh, I know this journalist, or I yeah. know this journalist. Like, I'm going to follow them on social. I media. I follow them on social media, yeah. and I'm always looking at what they're saying and all that stuff. Uh, shout out to Jack O'Brien from Daily Zeitgeist. He puts me onto some dope journalists. I always text them. Who are you like, following? Oh, man, let me tell you. He he sent me this woman that I've been following a lot. I think her name is Aren't Broke. Different? Wheel or broken Bro- wheel? wheel? Ooh, I don't know that. I follow them, but um, they, they, they. She has been helping me learn a lot because I don't. I see the uh, empty wheel, the empty, empty wheel. wheel on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Marcy Wheeler, and she's been doing some dope shit yeah. about the Mueller investigation. Ooh. And I go and I follow her. Like I go and I search her. I don't just follow her because you can follow somebody you don't see their shit. Yeah. Every morning I go on Twitter and I search her name and I read what she's just tweeted. Because she's breaking the shit down. Yeah, I do. Um, I do Kyle Griffin mm-hmm. and uh, Jake Taper. Oh, uh, you like Jake Taper? I don't. You a big don't CNN I, guy? No, I don't like. I I don't watch cable news at all. But mm-hmm. like, I will say every now and then, I'd be like, hey, here's a thing. Here's a very complex thing that I'm going to try to break down succinctly in a series of tweets. And I really appreciate that. Also, Kyle Griffin. I think he just he just be in there. He just be he be in these streets. Yeah, doing what needs to be done. All right. Uh, for me, so what was your top four vibes? Uh, it is uh, uh, Lizzo playing the flute and then hitting the shoot. That video, have yep, you seen that? That, that video is pretty. That dope. is, that is. I think that might be the vibe for for the entire of my life. For the entire of your life, you know, a thick, thick, thick kid hitting the, doing it over a trap beat and then like just doing work dance wise. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred percent my shit. And and she's been doing some funny shit on Twitter. Yeah, I I, uh, I feel also this you can tell how out of it I am. Like I 
didn't know who Lizzo was until mm-hmm. this year. Like, I don't know. If me she, either. Oh, me either. Is she like, did she just blow up this year? Or she I been don't out know. There? I've just okay. been seeing her shit and I've just been laughing and loving it. Yeah. Like that video of her laughing on the on, on that, that golf cart <laughs> yeah. and then being like, this is me auditioning to be Ursula. I was like, yeah, I see it. Like, this shit is fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's catching it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Coogler not code switching in interviews. That was that dope. Given that was me... very dope. Like when he broke down the scenes to Black yeah. Panther on that Vanity Fair thing. That yeah. gave me so much life. Uh, yeah. A little thing about me, I have a noticeable Southern accent, mm-hmm. and it takes so much work to to not have that accent. Absolutely. I would say, I would say, uh, one of the reasons I'm so exhausted at the end of the day is that I spend most of my day actively not having that accent. Mm-hmm. So when I saw Ryan Coogler do it, I, I have. Been slipping in some Southernisms over the, since I saw that interview. Because you're just like fuck it, like, yeah, like if he can be him, cares. and yeah. he's like a, a a big time studio director. I can be me. Yeah, he's good with it. What else is on your vibes? Um, this is uh, this is more localized, but friends making specialty text groups, as in our Spider-Man text group. Our Spider-Man text our group Red was Dead the vibe. Our Red Dead Redemption text is, group is the vibe. Yes, it I is. I think it's it the is. definition. I mean, we're not the only, we're, I think we're the only black ones in it, but Black Boy Joy is the immediate thought that I have. Yeah. That there's something very fun about adults doing their thing. I I really enjoyed all the memes that everyone made yeah. off of their own screenshots of playing yeah. Spider-Man. You don't realize, I mean, I know that we're all comedians, but you don't realize how funny we are until yeah. like we can take a very niche thing and just beat it, the game to the ground. <laughs> we would send so many memes. Uh, I think also one of my favorite things was uh, Ian, my roommate, updating us about finding the KKK yeah, on yeah, Red Dead yeah. Redemption. There was, then... I think the game just came out and like we had like a three or four updates being like, hey, I found them. I lost. Hey, I got most of them. Yeah. And finally be like, I tracked all of them down and I and got I them. killed them, yeah. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was very funny. As, uh, uh, you know, sometimes white people do funny things. Uh, this is ac- I'm actually sort of uh, uh, su- su- impressed that we're also ending on some sad black guy music. Uh, you know, uh, Jacob, I think his name is Jacob uh, Anderson, goes by the name Riley Ritchie. He's, uh, or, um, he's on Game of Thrones. He plays uh, Grey Worm. Okay. Uh, but he's a very, uh, Jacob Anderson, he, uh, he he makes sort of like sad boy British white music. Okay. And I'd like to play some for you right now. Yeah. This, is, this is like my top banger for 2018. Okay, and this is a part of your vibes. This is part of my vibes, yeah. Well, let's hear it. This that nigga with no dick on Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Grey Worm. He's been he got castrated. That's why wow. he's in the streets. Damn, bro. Yeah, Damn, bro. I might I might lose my dick if I can make good music like that. <laughs> Yo, he, he consistently makes some of my favorite like EPs that drop. Okay, so check him out. All I'm, right, I'm digging his vibe. All right, and then is that it for your vibes? Yeah, that's it. That's all four. Oh man. Okay. Well, then let's go ahead and walk into top three things you wished people got into. Mm. Why would you go? Uh, you know you what? Hit your three. Yeah, this is uh, admitting that Ye makes bad shoes and clothes. Shut up! You Shut like his clothes, up, bro? You I like mean, his clothes? People are buying them, bro. What do you want? What's success? What is success? This is some <laughs> Emperor's New Groove bullshit. <laughs> you know what? There's that video online. Have you seen that video of no. him uh, skateboarding or quote unquote skateboarding? <laughs> it's no. a video of him in a skate park with three or four young ass white kids around him, and he's trying to do a kickflip. Yeah, and he just jumps up and down with the skateboard, and everyone around is like, "Oh, oh shit, oh shit!" And he does it one more time, and he jumps, and they go, "Oh shit!" And he goes, "Shut the fuck up! Stop fucking lying to me! I was trash right there, y'all fucking lying!" And it is one of the <laughs> funniest videos I have ever. Look it up, bro. Yay, skateboarding! That shit is so fucking funny because it's like exactly what you're talking about. They were ready to be like, "You fucking kick flipped," and then yeah. they could not do shit, bro. Yeah, he just I, jumped up and down with the skateboard. Maybe it's because the circles that I run in on online. I do dabble in some of like the the sneaker cultures. You're a fashion nigga. I am. I'm a little bit fashion nigga. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, enemy of the show, Ify Whitey Way, and a couple other black people have a group, a text group, another specialty group called Fashion Niggas, mm-hmm. uh, where they just post things that they like that they're going to be rocking. I'm not allowed on that group. Are you? Are you actively not allowed? I mean, I'm, I have very bad fashion. Let's be honest. We I can... wear mostly Culture King shirts. Yeah, I want to say I like what you're rocking right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, I think I'll I'll invite you to the group. It's, Don't it's, invite me. I'm not ready. I want to come to the group when I'm fresh with stacks. You know, I got you. And threats. You know what does suck? This is is that uh, Echo Kellum was also in the group, mm-hmm. who is 
been working for cons- for a pretty good for while. A very good while on like a very famous CW show. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, so he has an entire room dedicated to just shoes that are all very nice. Mm-hmm. And then I look in my one bedroom apartment to my little small rack of shoes, and mm-hmm. I, feel, I get my feels a little. That's bit. that's the hard thing about being on that group is be like, how am I going to catch up to Echoes fashion? <laughs> yeah, he's he has like, this nigga he has DC money. Yeah, this, <laughs> back this, in this his nigga's got comic book money, and he's yeah. in Hawaii right now, just flexing. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, but yeah, Ye makes bad clothing. Uh, oh boy. Uh, I, it's weird that you're defi- – do you like his clothes? I don't like his clothing. I'm not a big fan of his clothing, but I think everyone kind of agrees that his clothing is okay. Like, okay? It's like people like the Yeezys. People line up for Yeezys. I don't know why. Ain't nobody lining up for Ziggs. I'll tell you that. Yo, I, if I, yo, Your sneakers stay at the fucking Marshalls. Yo, when my sneakers come out, they will be at the Marshalls because they're for the people. They're not going to be $400, <laughs> Okay. $69, you get you some nice $69? Yeah. Are you out here going to make the new Starberries? Do you remember <laughs> yeah. Starberries? They're $24.99? Yeah, we're going to have some fucking Heelys in them bitches, too. <laughs> Skate as much as you want to. Okay, so that's a take that you wish everyone got into yeah. in 2018. What else? Uh, oh, I'm okay. Uh, 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 finally canceling Chris Brown and people who still co-sign him. Of course, yes, yes. I yes. know it's, it's a safe it's take, crazy. but... It's crazy that people... Still, I mean, when the little whole Dicky had of... his thing, was that this year? Is that last yeah, that was this year. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, it was huge. It was huge. I was like, this nigga not only beat someone, he beat someone who's more famous than him. Yeah, <laughs> and then he threw a chair out a window when he got questioned like the next time. Yeah, but he's still dropping albums, and people are still being like, you know what? I, I can't wait to do this album. Twitter was crowning him as king of R and B. It's crazy, and I, I, that uh, yeah, you know, he's out. Uh, uh, also, ending off with something a little bit more personal: mm-hmm. medication or medication, meditation as self care. Oh, big fan of meditation. It doesn't take that long. Pop on three or four songs on the playlist. Close your eyes. Do some breathing. You're in and out, and you feel refreshed. This podcast was brought to you by Headspace. If you go on uh, <laughs> Headspace.com/slash/CultureKings, you can get the Headspace app for just eight ninety nine for three. That's all months. you need, folks. Super, super. super That's nice. not true because I think meditation is stupid. <laughs> I'm do just you? kidding. I, like, I can't do it, bro. My brain's too loud. My brain is too loud. Yeah, I, I I thought the same thing too, but also maybe it's because I'm from the country. I'm a slower dude by general by nature. I, I lived in the country. I went to school in Napa, California. Look, there's an app I'll send you. It takes you gotta do it for literally for seven minutes. All right, I'll send it to you. It's super. How easy. much is the app? Free. I ain't, I got money. I ain't got money. Money. <laughs> what are you talking about paying for apps? Okay, I'm talking okay, about. okay, 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 okay. Um, and those are your three things, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay, so my three things are. And this is going to get a little aggressive towards you, my nigga. Okay. Because you like to text me with this very funny bit about how you and Sir Sam Richardson are good friends. Oh, I saw Sam Richardson today. Okay. Coincidentally enough, my good but friend. But you wasn't his good enough friend to fucking watch the show Detroiters, and now that show is canceled by Comedy Central. <laughs> it's not on the air anymore. So my number one thing that I wish people got into is the fucking show Detroiters. I... And this nigga would tell me every... That's why I said I'm not giving you no points, and I didn't want to spoil it. But I said, I'm not giving you no points for your TV being like, oh, I'm in the TV. Shut the fuck up. Nigga, you don't watch no new TV. I can't get you to watch no new. Every time I'm like, hey, you watch this? You're like, nah, nah, yeah, I'll watch it. You see, me and Sam have never watched We've been we having that for this. like three years. We've been having these conversations for three years, nigga, and you haven't watched one of the damn shows we've talked about. <laughs> it comes, it comes, this is where it all comes down to. One mm-hmm. is that for me personally, a lot of my, I've been looking after my living for the past about five years has been producing comedy in some form or fashion so it's hard to like consume it, it it's hard to consume it because one it's like oh i know that guy or like yeah. i've worked with that person or it's like shit that was really good how can i break it down and use yeah something for myself? it can give you stress and anxiety. it can give me stress so a lot of stuff that i do watch is like sci-fi or fantasy stuff yeah. like me and andrew t out here in these streets watching the expanse it's a great show highly recommend it okay. game of thrones i'm all for it it it's something about like I need that very obvious like you're escaping reality right yes, now. Yes, yes, it de- it's detached from your line of work. I feel that, but I am I am going to actively watch all of Detroiters when I. Well, that's on. great, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know what? Thank you so much for watching all of it now that it's canceled. I will. You saw Sam's house. He's going to be okay. Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he'll be he'll fine. be fine. Uh, he had Spider Man before anybody else and was playing it on the biggest TV I've ever fucking seen and then in my he, life. I think he beat it while we were in his while house. we were in his yeah. house shooting a sketch. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, that's what fair. fucking year it's been. Yeah, he, he'll be fine. Um, second thing was the movie Eighth Grade. I think that um, that movie was one of my favorite movies of the year. It was my favorite movie of the year. I liked mm-hmm. it more than I like Sorry to Bother You, which I, I know it's controversial, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed that film, and I felt like it came and went, and no one really saw it. I feel like that, too. I, th- I feel like I agree with you. I also think that I think within our circles, it's like, 
another coming of age story about white yeah. people. Even yeah. though it is a great film, right after Lady Bird, yeah. also from A twenty four. and like, I think there's a little bit of like, hey, let's see something from someone else. See, but this is why I call bullshit. I call bullshit on that only because everybody still went and watched. I mean, not you or I, but all these niggas still went and watched mid nineties because niggas I, was that's skateboarding too much. in it. I and I was like, man, y'all gonna go watch this Jonah Hill? Yeah. Mm. There, mm. The, I've, uh, I'm gonna keep it to myself. Brody Reed had this really cool thing that he did uh, one year where he only ingested media made from people of color, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I've been trying to do that, but it's, it's hard. I thought it's hard. Also, I don't know if it just makes me seem lazy being like, I'm not gonna watch that. There are no black people, black people in it. Yeah, that that was my thought when that's when like after Lady Bird and then like eighth grade and like Jonah Hill's thing. I think there was another one. There was like, wasn't there like another skateboardy type movie that came out? Like coming of age, I was like, I just can't. I I yeah. got to. I think up. it was that documentary, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I can't. I I need some melon. Was it a uh, fixing the gap or something? The yeah, gap? something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. Uh, my number three thing was uh, young white sad boy. I think this man is very talented. The first time this? I ever heard his music, it's a person. I haven't said his name yet. Oh, uh, don't worry. Oh, is this all right? Uh, I but think he's I a young white sad boy. Uh, I really like his music. I first time I heard him on SNL, I was just like, oh my god, this nigga is sad. And I love it. It's Troy Sivan. Oh, I don't know who that is. I see nobody know who that nigga is, bro. He look. I'm not saying that the whole album was great. I didn't like the whole album, but he did a couple of tracks on SNL. And, I, and there's this one. Uh, Looks like uh, Timothy Charlemagne. He does. He's he's really young, bro. Wow. He's really fucking young. And he has this song called "The Good Side." That when I heard that shit, I was like, "God damn, I fuck with this nigga so much." Yeah, I'm gonna uh, add it to the list right now. Yeah, do it, bro. Do it. You got to get into him. All right. So when we come back from the break, we're going to go ahead and get to our last two lists. So that is when we come back from the break. And we are back. Cody, I want to say it's been a pleasure having you here. Uh, thank you. It's been very fun. I feel like this is the most animated I've been on a podcast right. in a very long time. I love it. I'm very happy that you didn't bring up this one topic that I was very worried you'd bring up. Okay, hit me. I mean, I'm not going to say it because well, I didn't just cut it out, right? I mean, it was, I, it I was promise a, I won't bring it up. It was up. Infinity War. I thought you were oh. going to bring up the movie Infinity War, unless you have it somewhere hidden. I don't think it can be. <laughs> I, I don't. If it's your top moment of 2018, I'm legit top, walking the, the out snap, of this room. I didn't want to break it up, but the snap was my top moment of 2018. <laughs> Uh, look, I love the movie, Cody. I love the movie. I just think the praise is a little crazy. I, I, uh, I, I this is a, this is what this is what happened. I was I rewatched Black Panther because it was on Netflix the other day. I was like, oh, this was like the hype has died down. Like I haven't seen it in a while. Let me rewatch yeah. over it. And like, good movie. Some of it still works. Like the editing. Um, and, like the two Kumonga scenes were in like when like uh when uh Chabot Bozeman is finding out like about his family's history. Yeah. Like. That editing is so like this isn't like a studio edit. This is like an in- edit like an indie movie. Yeah, there's there's emotion behind it. Yeah, and yeah. the scene where Michael B uh, has the the face to face with Sterling K. Brown. Ooh, that whole scene is like beautiful. this is this seems like it's out of like an indie film from Absolutely. like 2008. Absolutely, like, there's heart behind. Yeah, it. Yeah, like I was so hyped by all the acting, so I was like, you know what? Let's see like the opposite end of that spectrum, which is like big dumb blockbuster. And rewatching it and being like, oh, there's a lot of stuff happening a lot. in the first 27 minutes. A lot of like I was keeping sometimes I like to keep time to be like structured like what's yeah. going on in the script and be like yeah. a lot has happened and a lot of characters have been introduced about twenty seven minutes and just being like there are like four different plots going on yeah with their own little subplots and like the one main A story of like you know Thanos doing his thing and I was just genuinely impressed that one it even made any sense in hindsight like this movie <laughs> makes sense like people say things and like their brains not melting uh, and like it's still mostly fun to watch that's my hot take. Uh, Infinity Wars, I, still look, good. I get it. Look, is it executed well? Sure. And like, I think that, yes, it's a lot. I just, I, it's truly my hate for Infinity Wars comes from that trailer. And I think <laughs> it really does. Like that trailer, that trailer made me hate that movie because <laughs> that movie is a check on hype. It really is. Like yeah. that, the last second of that movie because it's a problem that we know that I don't know. Eh, this is another that's conversation. Another, yeah, that, this is another. This is another. When Infinity War two calls. comes out, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have, you'll be you'll be back for sure. Please bring me back for the you'll be game. back for that for sure. Um, but okay, so let's get a little political, huh? Yeah. Top two times you knew it was a rap for the daughter. <laughs> uh, so 
when you sent me this, I was like, this may be the funniest thing that anyone's ever sent me. Uh, so for me, it's when that nigga Cohen got raided. Oh yeah, that was. Yo. I was like, yo, this is bad. Yeah. This is yeah. real bad. Yeah, it's uh that. It, I for uh, this is this is like. So I'm gonna add two point five things to this. Off of that, when Michael Flynn first got fucked up, when he first got got uh, tapped by the Mueller investigation, I was like, oh, this is game over. This is the first guy. The domino's falling. I can't wait for this dude to be out in May. And then it's just been niggas getting locked up, locked indicted left, and, left right. and right. And no bro. one's doing anything. Left I feel like and fucking now right, people bro. are like, now it seems like it's closing in like a little bit. Yeah. But it, uh, it was wild that it's been like eight active months of like, everyone he's associated with getting locked getting up. Getting locked up. Now nobody wants that chief of staff job, which yeah. is like, a job that you can flex some power into. Like, yeah. It seems like people are just like, keep me the fuck away from this yeah. nigga. And that's why my mo- moment number two is when Melania just ghosted for, remember when no one could find <laughs> oh, Melania yeah. Trump? Yeah, yeah. That's when I was just like, you know what? This shit might be fucked up. Like this. I forget, that all happened this year. That was this year, bro. <laughs> that's crazy. I, I feel like everyone forgot about that when she just was like gone. Everyone was like, oh, she had surgery or something like yeah. that. But then like, we're like, okay, well, Surgery only take like about a week. Like, what's yeah, going where on? She, like, she's she gone at? for like four or five weeks, right? She yeah, she was like gone her. for a minute. Like, and yeah. that's when I was just like, okay, this seems. Of course, there's bigger things, and there's stuff that happened recently. But yeah. those are the two moments this year when I was like, I think this nigga has some shit that's gonna really fuck shit up. Yeah, this is stuff that's gonna drop. Uh, yeah, for me, it was a Stormy Daniels and the Michael Cohen story about oh, her paying him. I think like. So many publications just literally called him his fixer. Yeah. And I was like, no one's saying anything about no saying this guy is literally his fixer and like he's paying off people that Calling he's living with. Calling a straight mob thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so he's like straight mob talk over here. And like no one, they're like, oh, this is, I think things are starting to look a little bit bad for President Trump. Yeah. And then like nothing happened with it until now. Uh, and off of that, it was a tie. This one was a two-way tie between okay. uh, that New York Times article about the Trump family's elaborate tax scheme about oh, yes. his like parents passing down money to him yes, and that yes, whole thing. Yes, yes. In any other presidency, that would have been like game over. Barack Obama would have been in trouble if they found out somebody lent that nigga a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they'd be like, what? He got a hundred dollars? We got it. You gotta get him down. Bezelman. That tied with a literal red headed Russian spy yes. uh being yes. indicted and then charge eventually. It it's like, like these niggas don't read comic books, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like you pick the most incompetent characters from a Coen Brothers movie to, uh, yeah. to commit treason. Commit treason, And yeah. everyone's getting caught up, but still no one's doing anything. Which I think, Burn After Reading, probably the most underrated Coen Brothers movie. I think it's surprisingly accurate of what what, act- what is actually actively happening. Brad Pitt, performance of his life. <laughs> For real, bro. That, shit, that thing is so funny in that movie. All right. All right. Here it is. Your top moment of 2018. Cody Ziegler. Ooh, am I going? All right. I this one's more personal. Ooh. It's uh genuinely watching family and friends uh growing up and gaining success this year. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's been it's been wild. I've had this conversation with uh some close friends that we know, uh Tristan Hill and Kyle uh Drew, uh two friends that I know that uh, we went to film school together, we moved out here to LA together. And like seeing them like we all had like our old our own goals from the year for the year. Uh, one of it was like you know all the sort of boring industry shit, like getting representation and like all of us finally getting that after all the hard work and like mm-hmm. having like literally like Tristan slept when we were in film school. Like he didn't have a house, like he kicked out of the apartment. Like he slept on my floor for like a couple of weeks, like as he's mm-hmm. getting shit together. And, like seeing that stuff started to happen, and also seeing friends like uh, like you've had some really cool things. That I don't know if you can talk about that have happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, our good friend Matt Apodakis has some really awesome things happen to him. Like just seeing people like uh, succeed in life and like start to become like happy where they're happy and like are happy with the direction that their life's taking, life and careers taking, mm-hmm. has filled me with immense energy. Uh, I think it the biggest thing like when Ego got fucking SNL. Like, Ooh, that was that a big moment. Made me so happy. That was a big moment. Yeah, like yeah, that's been like honestly like my top moments of the year has been just watching friends and family uh, grow. And succeed because I'm a big softy at heart. Hey, I feel that. Well, my big moment is a little bit soft, but it's a lo- it's a it's a lot more selfish. Uh, I think for me, my big moment of 2018 was getting the Sundance New Voices Lab. That was a big thing. Uh, and, and for a couple of reasons, I think first off, like it came at a time in my life where I didn't really have shit going on. Yeah. Uh, like you know, I've been I've been broke a lot this year, uh, and like you know, I haven't really. I had some certain goals that I had for this year that I didn't meet that really depressed me and stuff like that. So getting that felt like a validation of being a creator. Mm-hmm. Secondly, when my engagement fell apart, one mm-hmm. of the things that I told myself is I want to be in a relationship with someone who I fuck with creatively. Yeah. That feels 
in one, and I know it's a lie, and I know that people being like, well, you're kind of overcomplicating your relationship. Well, to you, I say, uh, shut the fuck up. Uh, felt in one, a relationship creatively and a relationship romantically. Yeah. And getting Sundance New Voices Lab with Anna Salinas was truly a high that I can't explain. And going up there and yeah. watching her, like, you know, crush and all that stuff and, like, being like, oh, shit, I'm doing this with the person that I love was a phenomenal It's thing. surreal. It was very surreal. And then uh, I think thirdly is just the shit that's come from it. Like, you know, some mm-hmm. really dope stuff has come from it, uh, stuff that, you know, we've talked about before. And, yeah, I just – it was just a really dope thing of validation from, you know, uh, uh, the world's uh, least warm person. So um, <laughs> I think that, like, I, that was really dope to feel. Can I add one on then, like, career-wise? Please. Uh, this was so like you've known I've been yelling at you about this since pretty much we started hanging out. I was like, one of my main goals was like getting representation, which is like agent mm-hmm. manager. Mm-hmm. And within a span of a week, on a Monday, I had a meeting and I had a manager for directing. And then like that Thursday, I had a manager for literary representation mm-hmm. or an agent for that. And like that was such a huge first, it was weird that being like to be like, oh, this thing has been accomplished. Also, it's all been accomplished within like a span of three days, but. I remember telling you, and you've been like, "Hold on," and then like you called me in the middle of like a party, yeah, and just be like, "Congratulations!" Yeah, like that was one of my favorite phone calls, and I meant to say, I went to tell you in person, and like mm-hmm. it really meant a lot to be like, "Call, like, hey, congratulations!" Well, for you're not time. telling the whole story. I stopped the whole party, and he, I he told did, them, and then he told, and they did not give a shit. They did. They were like, "Who's Cody Ziggler?" <laughs> yeah, they did not care at all. <laughs> hey, my boy got a manager. Like, okay, yeah, great. Can we continue this party? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you continue this team hang that you're at? Yeah. I'm actually hanging out with all of them after this. And Matt Apodaca, will he be there? No, he's not on my Herald team. Oh, that's right. He's on uh, Pony. Now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, We used to be on the same Herald team back that's in the right. day. But times have changed. Mm. <laughs> is this your wind-down voice? This is my wind-down voice. I've cut up these episodes to know that this is your wind-down voice. This is my wind-down voice. Yeah. But, guys, 2018, wow. This isn't going to be our last episode of 2018, but this is a wrap-up on 2018, mm-hmm. essentially. What a year, huh? It's been a good year. Uh, well, career-wise... It's been a good year. Politically, yeah. it's been a nightmare. Politically, it's been a nightmare. Yeah. That's what I was texting someone earlier. A friend of mine texted me. I was like, I haven't texted you in forever. Let's talk. And then we just ended up having like the deepest conversation. But I said, it's it's so insane to have a year like this where career-wise, amazing. Oh, yeah. Mental health-wise, so poor. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, truly a lifetime movie. Yeah. Um, where like, you know, like all oh, these things are happening to me, but inside I'm just fucking dying. Uh, uh, uh. But that, that's that been all fascinating and stuff like that. But I, I truly think that... I think 2018 was a year of reckoning, like a, a, oh, yeah. a year yeah, yeah, of yeah. just like things coming out and like and all these like fights and mm. things that are coming out. I think 2019 will be a year of healing and recovery. Uh, one can only hope. I like this is I not a so. bit. I have one goal for 2018 or 19, 19. and it is to see uh, Jared Kushner cry in open court. That's right. I, I think that it may actually happen. He may not cry, but I think we may get some nice sketches of him in open court. That's all really right. all that I want. Hey, I hope so. I hope so. Cody Zig. Yes. What do you want these people to know? You know what? Uh, you know, if you're into podcasts, which I'm assuming you are because you listen to this show, check out Friends of the Show. With the, I think they're friends at this point. Uh, we Andrew, still have a beef, but you can promote them. Uh, Andrew T. and Tony Newsom. we all do a show called Yo, Is This Racist mm-hmm. on Earwolf. I do a show, also produce a show called Freedom with Paul F. Tompkins, Lauren Lapkus, and Scott Ackerman. And I do a show called uh, Getting Curious with... Uh, Jonathan Vaness, all really fun shows. Um, I'm also the only black producer, so I want you to keep listening to my shows. They were hire more black producers. Absolutely. And uh, find me on uh, I don't know the social media is at Yay for Zig. Oh, and if you're if you're going to be in uh, Dubai or Siraj, uh, the United Arab Emirates, in the end of January, check out a short I have showing at the Siraj right. uh, film platform. Yeah, that's uh, if that, you want to see a insane plug. If you want to <laughs> see a very weird comedy, but we do have a very dope fan that I believe lives in the United oh, Arab Emirates. Oh, go check United it out. United Arab Emirates. I would love to see how the crowd reacts. I'm to pretty sure we thing. have a very dope fan that lives there because they've responded to a couple of my stuff and I've been like, oh, wow, this is cool. Oh, that's um, So I'm pretty sure we do. Um, great. Uh, on my end, please, please, please go listen. Uh, go, please, please, please go rate and review us on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Check out an episode of Sad Boy Edgar, if you will. Great show. Talking about it online helps me get work and makes me less grumpy. Guys, we have a live show coming up for our 100th episode, January 13th at 10 p.m. at the Dynasty Typewriter here in Los Angeles. Why is that show special? 
because Carl fucking Tart will be back. All three original kings will be there. Of course, we'll have some more surprises, things that we can't tell you just yet, but we are working out to make sure that show is dope. Make sure to go ahead and grab tickets. Uh, we'll let you know when those tickets are available. There was something Jaquise wanted me to promote. That no, is the actual number, though. Is that? 747-333-8560. Culture right. Kings leaves a voicemail for upcoming episodes. Thank you so much for doing that, Cody. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to, but you did it, and that meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because I won't be doing it. Uh, great. Uh, and then besides that, you guys... This is something that I, I've, I've started doing. I started doing this uh, in 2016 after a, uh, I'll be f- quite frank, a major suicide attempt that someone told me to do uh, that it's really changed how the end of my year is. Take a piece of paper or use your notes app like I do and write down all the things you accomplished in the year. And I promise you, it will blow your fucking mind how much you've done in the year. Because I think at the end of the year, it's very easy to fall into the traps of, I didn't do the things that I wanted to do. But I guarantee you, you did so much more than you know. And with that, thank you for listening. This has been Culture